Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. St. Luke, we're commemorating him today. St. Luke, the evangelist. If Luke was one of the 72 sent out by Jesus that we heard about today, then he was an evangelist twice over. First, by mouth, and then by pen. St. Luke, the beloved physician, physician of the body who became a physician of the soul, or if you like, a physician of the body of Christ. For that is the way of it with Jesus, after all. Peter and some of the other disciples went from being fishers of fish to fishers of men. Jesus transforms Luke in the same kind of way, taking the gifts and talents and vocations he has given and not discarding them, but enlarging them. For I don't think Luke ever stopped being a physician Perhaps the reason why he stuck by Paul so much was for this very reason, to treat Paul bodily. For Paul had no shortage of afflictions, his famous thorn in the flesh, five times receiving 39 lashes from the Jews, three times beaten with rods, stoned, three times shipwrecked, caught in riots, imprisoned with chains and stocks and without, and often, he says, near death. If anyone ever needed a physician at their side, it was the Apostle Paul. And it seems God gave him one in St. Luke. St. Luke, a man of the word, penning not only the gospel that bears his name, but the continuation of his gospel, the book of Acts. St. Luke, a man of the word, made flesh. For St. Luke, as a physician of the body, knew the human body and cared for it. And it is especially the body that comes out in his gospel. It is Luke who gives us what is one of the most well-known parts of Scripture, the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, his bodily birth. It is Luke also who records for us such bodily teachings as the Good Samaritan, the prodigal son, the rich man in Lazarus, and the Pharisee and the tax collector. And it is St. Luke who records for us two of Jesus' most comforting words spoken on the cross while he hung there in his body, saying, Father, forgive them. And today you will be with me in paradise. St. Luke Perhaps those dying words of Jesus were so precious to him because as a physician, he knew 
maybe more keenly than most, maybe more frustratingly than most, that there was one thing that he, as a physician, could not heal, fix, overpower, or overcome. And that is death. However long this world has been here, however long there has been a practice of medicine, this has been the constant. Medicine can extend life, delay death, make it more palatable, and fight it off. But in the end, death always wins. You know the old saying, only two things are sure in this world, death and taxes, where there hasn't always been taxes. But ever since the fall of Adam and Eve into sin, there has always been death. And as a physician, Luke would have hated death. It is the enemy. So St. Luke found a kindred spirit in Jesus. For Jesus hates death too. Luke is the one who records for us that Jesus raised the son of the widow of Nain back to life again. And then did the same for the daughter of Jairus, who died before Jesus could get there to heal her. And within that story is the story of why Jesus couldn't get there in time. Because he stopped to heal a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. And about this woman... Luke includes this rather revealing line. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. St. Luke knew the limitations of a physician. But here in Jesus was the one who knew no such limit, no such limitation Here was the one who could do what Luke could not do. Not just healing, but conquer death. So when Jesus sends out the 72, notice, what is there for the body? Nothing. Jesus sends them out with no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, nothing to carry extra supplies to tend to their bodily needs. In this way, they are like lambs in the midst of wolves with no bodily defense. But lambs need no bodily defense when they are under the care of the good shepherd. So what they carry with them is the word. The word that carries Jesus and his gifts. So with that word, they speak and give Jesus and his peace. With that word, they give Jesus and his healing. And with that word, the kingdom of God comes near. Heal the sick and say to them, Jesus says, that is Luke in a nutshell. Healing and speaking. Physician and evangelist. Physician of the body 
and of the soul. But these 72 not only carry with them this word, this word carries them. For the gifts are for them too. The word sustains them and gives them strength and hope. For this word is the word of the word made flesh. The word that carries the Jesus who carries them in his arms as his lambs. So they can go with no money bag, no knapsack, and no sandals. Those words shock us when we hear them, and they probably shock them too at first. But by this, they learned of the one who can meet every need of ours, body and soul. And just as he used St. Luke to provide for the needs of others, so he uses others to provide for their needs, the needs of the 72. These others would give them food and drink and lodging and all that was needed. And later, when Jesus asked them if they lacked anything when they went out, the answer was no, nothing. So it is with us as well. COVID-19 has shaken up our world and brought death to the fore. For how many lambs has the COVID wolf devoured? Doctors and scientists are working frantically to find a cure and a vaccine, and they probably will. They'll defeat COVID. But they will not defeat death. It will continue its relentless attack against us in one form or another. Another pandemic will come another natural disaster, another terrorist attack. Diseases that have been around a long time will continue to ravage our bodies. And if you're looking for job security, look no further than funerals and cemeteries. And while it has become fashionable these days to call funerals memorials or celebrations of life, it's still a funeral It's still death, and it's still the enemy. And St. Luke, the beloved physician, knew this, that doctors cannot defeat death, but what he learned is that evangelists and pastors can because they bring, they give, they apply the medicine of immortality. The word. They bring, they give, they apply Jesus, the word made flesh, the one who came to do what we could never do defeat death. Because you see, death isn't primarily a body problem, it's a soul problem, it's caused by sin. So if you want to defeat death, if you want to deal and conquer death, you must deal and conquer sin. Otherwise, you're just putting makeup on a corpse, making it look nice or flowers on a grave. But the reality is still there. 
But in Jesus, Luke came to know the one who could defeat death, really and truly, and who did. That's why these words Jesus spoke from the cross and that Luke recorded for us are so important. Father, forgive them, and today you will be with me in paradise are words that give life to the dying. Words that give life even after death has claimed our bodies. For a physician, that's the end. But not for an evangelist. For those who are carried by Jesus, are carried through death to life again. St. Luke came to understand that conquering death does not mean staving off death and not dying. It means passing through death to life again. Like the widow's son. Like Jairus' daughter. Like Jesus himself. That's why for Jesus, healing and forgiveness always go together. Forgiveness is the medicine we really and truly need. And so Jesus takes our sin, puts it in himself, puts it on himself, infects himself, covers himself, every nook and cranny. He becomes sin for us and pays the price for all that sin. He dies. He dies our death, all death to become the antidote for sin and the resurrection and the life. And his resurrection showed that, proved it, that death had been defeated because sin had been defeated or sin had been atoned for. So while doctors today are using the blood of people who have caught and recovered from COVID-19 to cure those who are still getting it, Jesus did that a long time ago. For his blood is the cure for our sin. His blood poured upon us in the water and word of holy baptism to wash away our sin and give us new life. His blood spoken upon us by the word of holy absolution and in the words of the holy gospel to heal us and restore us. His blood fed to us in the bread, wine, and word of his holy supper. And we eat and drink his forgiveness and life and receive that life that not even death can end. And notice... Healing and word together. Never apart from the word. The word of the word made flesh. The word that carries and gives us the word made flesh. The word Jesus sent those 72 out with. The word St. Luke recorded in his gospel. And the word still spoken here. To you, by the great physician. Like Luke using my mouth, but it's his strong word that gives his life, his work, his gifts, 
his healing, his forgiveness that gives him. Once St. Luke learned that, was baptized into that, everything changed for him. He was still a physician, but now also an evangelist. And when he wrote his gospel, it was so that, as he says in the introduction, that Theophilus and us may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. That you have certainty about Jesus. That you be certain of his life and yours. And then that you be like the disciples at the end of his gospel, when after Jesus, his ascension and resurrection, they were filled with great joy and were continually blessing God because they couldn't help it. Because St. Luke couldn't help it. Because you can't help it. For you have been healed and given life by the great physician. Your sins are forgiven and you have the promise of a life that will never end. What else is there to do but rejoice and continually bless the God who has come in the flesh and given such great gifts to men. Men like Luke who were commemorating today, physician and evangelist in this life, but a saint in Christ Jesus forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.